But you know what else mm. is different? What's definitely made a big difference is that, you know, 20 years ago when, let's say, the internet was just really starting to get going, there you still kind of just went off of word of mouth of what countries were like. And I think America, above all other countries, is especially good at marketing itself. Yes, Uncle Sam. <laughs> so, Again, America, yeah, the promised land. That's the thing. And so it's like people just had this picture of what America or Canada must be like without really seeing, like, you know, maybe somebody else's first hand experience like we do now. Привет. Привет and welcome to another episode of the Vodka Podcast with Connor Klein. And today I have a special guest. Alina McLeod is here, big time travel YouTuber and has a very interesting backstory to do with this region. And you might guess from the name McLeod is not a typical Ukrainian no, last name. No, 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 no. <laughs> but Alina is and that's going to give you a little bit of um, a clue as to her uh, personal background and history and it's going to be really relevant to today's video which is would a Ukrainian girl leave Kiev where we are today for mm -hmm. rural Canada in 2021 when shooting the video because that's what actually Alina did in the 1990s and now she's come back and she's vlogged a lot in the region and it's just very interesting watching videos to get her perspective about Ukraine when she left. You did a great video with her, with, with her mom, with mm -hmm. your mom. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. You know, differences between when, how she could remember uh, Kiev at the time and coming back today. So, Alina, um, maybe give us a little bit of uh, background about, you know, what it was like, what you remember first of all when you left yeah. uh, Ukraine and when it was and the whole kind of story about how that came about. Yeah, I mean, uh, I am a Soviet Union baby. I was born basically like right at the tail end, like the beginning of 1991. Of course, as a kid, I don't have a lot of distinct memories, but I do kind of have this like memory of what it felt like to be here. And I have, you know, certain memories of like what Christmases were like and uh, just spending time with my grandmas because my mom was basically um, a single mother and so she had to work a lot to make ends meet. It was some of the hardest times, you know, after the Soviet Union fell apart, our family was really struggling. So I usually stayed home with my grandma and my great grandma. They took really good care of me, even like started me in school. They like taught me to like read and write before I even went to school. We went to the park every day and yeah, I remember overall like being really happy with my life and just doing regular kids stuff and I didn't know anything else right it's and just yeah. yeah when you're uh, this small of course you know you're just in your environment when, when you feel good and happy and you have people warm around you yeah. and helping you is what's really essential yeah. so what time of what what year would that have been more or less this would you were born in like 1991 yes. uh, 1991 yeah. so the Soviet Union imploded well yeah. it had already imploded but it dissolved formally yeah. in, exactly. in 19, late 1991 and you were here until about what year? Uh, we went in the winter of 1995. So I guess I wasn't yet five, but almost five. And uh, yeah, it was it was such a crazy trip to <laughs> leave this place, go on my first like plane ride, and to arrive in this like winter tundra that is Saskatchewan, Canada. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, actually, if you go to Kharkiv, is, is it a bit similar maybe, do you think, like uh, Eastern Ukraine in terms of like, it's cold during the winter there. Like I've been there and it's been minus 35 yeah. in Kharkiv. So it definitely gets cold and there is a step there. Is it a little bit similar in terms of topography or you don't think so? You know, I only went to Kharkiv for the first time this year and it was, you know, early fall time. So I've never spent a winter there. So maybe, maybe I'll, I'll check it out sometime. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's certain similarities, you know, with, I think, the climate and the geography compared to Canada you know it's like Ukraine also is a very big country you know yeah. for Europe and stuff and there is a lot of agriculture here which is something very distinct uh, for Saskatchewan so there's definitely some similarities yeah that's why I think uh, in terms of Ukraine was the breadbasket of the former of the Soviet Union at the yeah, time so absolutely. obviously a lot of agriculture and arable land here in parts so do you have any recollection of what Ukraine uh, you know, independent Ukraine, newly independent Ukraine felt like. Obviously, the Soviet Union imploded. There was economic uh, collapse in the country. And um, also, it was very hard for Ukrainians to leave. I mean, the, yeah. the whole visa situation and yeah. travel, uh, people were, I mean, they weren't trapped. I mean, I guess you could still go to Russia, which mm -hmm. is also in, you know, a state of collapse and other parts of the former Soviet Union. Do you have any recollection? I know you're very small about, you know, what the country looked like or the... You know, the economic malaise at the time and how that contrasted maybe when you got to Canada or you were just too small to remember? Well, once we had already gotten to Canada, obviously it was such a big change for both my mom and I and my mom was definitely, you know, being an adult was much more homesick. So we did actually come back to Ukraine, I think every single year, the first few years. So I do have some memories, you know, more so up to the ah, age of okay. 10. And so I do remember like these changes happening all over the city. Like the most distinct one, distinct one for whatever reason is when they opened the first McDonald's on Khrushchev. And there were like lines wrapped around like the block. Yeah, People I can were imagine. People so excited. I've seen those grainy clips when they opened the first one in Moscow. I think it was just yeah. before uh, the end of the Soviet Union. And of course, mm -hmm. it's the same phenomenon. But I got to say in Galway, in the west coast of, on the west coast of Ireland where I was born, I remember when McDonald's came and people also queued to go to the McDonald's, whatever it is. And I've even seen recently, there's like a small town, I don't remember which one, somewhere near Kiev where they, they brought a McDonald's. And again, there was a queue around the corner to get into it. So I think it's kind of a phenomenon. Great marketing, um, great marketing. Uh, with the McDonald's. So you, you, you were able to see it, it change a good bit. And it just got faster and faster because I feel like um, even when I was 15, that's when I remember coming to Ukraine one year and being like, wow, like this city is completely different than mm. what it was like in my childhood. And just, you know, the energy changed here. The people seemed to change. That's when I remember feeling like this is a completely different city than the one that I grew up in. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And um, how did your mom meet your stepfather from Canada? How did that whole uh, move take yeah. place and how did they get to know each other? Well, my, my dad's like the biggest sweetheart. He's an amazing person, <laughs> uh, but he basically didn't really leave Saskatchewan or Canada for most of his life. You know, he, he worked all the time, he had his parents to look after, and it wasn't until they passed away that, in his words, he said, like, something inside of him snapped. And he felt like, oh my God, I'm in my mid-40s, you know, I don't have a family yet, I haven't seen the world, you know, you know what am I doing, <laughs> basically. And so he went to the States and did, like, a road trip. Uh, he visited some other friends in Canada by himself. And then because he had some friends that were Ukrainian, he decided that he wanted to do like a tour of the Ukraine. 
and so that's back in the day of like the big buses and you oh, know wow. you just go to like he, he called the tour a tour of churches and graveyards. Okay, <laughs> so he went on a tourism tour yeah, of, of, Ukraine. of Ukraine. Yeah. And did he have any Ukrainian friends? Why did he pick Ukraine? Yeah, that's, that's oh. why he had like friends that they okay. went together or whatever. On ah, so the th these were Ukrainian uh, Canadians that he knew from back home? Because yeah. uh, Saskatchewan has a huge community, huge of, community uh, of Ukrainians. And I know this because I have cousins in, um, in British Columbia. Mm -hmm. And one of them married a Ukrainian Canadian from Saskatchewan. So I actually went to the wedding in British Columbia. So I remember they were all telling me about their babuse and all yeah. this stuff of the Vereniki and that they yeah. knew from their child. So yeah. definitely there's, uh, there's a lot of uh, Ukrainian Canadians. So that's interesting. So he had this, uh, these friends from back home where he was in Saskatchewan and he felt like, okay, I'm going to go to Europe and explore it. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to go to Ukraine because yeah. why go to Paris, London or, <laughs> no. or you know, Berlin, yeah. let's go all the way heavy yeah. to, to Kiev because he had that personal connection. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he's the kind of guy that he's not really into like, um, like flashy things or like flashy sort of cities. I think he got the impression just because there are so many Ukrainians like, you know, there yep. that, you know, they're like more down to earth, hardworking, more like simple salt of the earth kind of people. So I think he had that kind of impression before he came here. So yeah, they, you know, ended up like seeing the city. They had mutual friends here and like through them, he met my mom. Okay, excellent. So the Ukrainian Canadian friends he had, yes. had friends here <laughs> yeah. who were friends with your mom. Yeah. And this is yeah. how the whole connection yeah. happened. Yeah. So that's yeah. like classic social circle, basically yeah. on meeting. It's yeah. actually how I guess most people, <laughs> since we've gotten rid of arranged ma marriages probably in the last hundred years, that's actually yeah. really how most people, how most people meet. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So he had that. And uh, what did your mom know about Saskatchewan? Uh, before she just she yeah. agreed to move there with her, her <laughs> yeah I guess they got married first before they moved or how did it uh, they she moved and then I, I, I can't remember exactly but I think he came to visit two more times like on his <laughs> own and he like stayed with us like with our okay. family and they just spent time together here and then I think maybe almost a year into them having met he got her to come down to Saskatchewan okay. like by herself for a month to just be with him, see what it was like there and stuff. And then uh, when she came back, I think it was maybe three, four months later that he came back and they got married here. Oh, they got married here. And yeah. then yeah. Uh, was it difficult for her to, to move to Canada at the time or when she became a, a spouse, it was not so, so difficult? Or? You know, I think because it was like the spousal visa, I think overall it was fairly streamlined. Yeah. But one funny thing that I remember my mom telling me of this story is that um, when they were at the lawyer's office and they basically were guaranteed to grant the visa, she said the lawyer like asked her, do you really understand where you're going <laughs> and what, what you'll yeah. be doing there? Like, do you understand that like it's a complete contrast to like, you know, a city of three yeah. million here, Kiev? You are like the whole province of Saskatchewan is one million people. And our town, Canistano, was 800 people. 800 people. Yeah. So it's basically a hamlet. Yeah. It's not really even, it's a village. Yeah. And that's yeah. a real sense, right? So, so he, like, yeah, literally the lawyer asked her that. And she's a big city girl yeah. heading to him. Yeah. the prairies yeah. or, or, or the house yeah. described out there. Crazy. And um, did she have a big culture shock when she moved or? Oh, yeah. 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 No, it's, you know, it's. It's, it's a difficult situation because like obviously my mom and dad like really cared about each other. It wasn't like, you yeah. know, my mom just wanting to get like a better opportunity, but it was a part of that. Yeah. Like, let's be completely frank. It's like a lot of people were in very difficult situations here. 
and I think my mom thought, you know, just from what she had heard about Canada, that this was, you know, a really nice place to move to. You know, my dad was like a really great guy. You know, he was willing to take me, you know, not his own kid yep. as his own and stuff. And yeah, you know, she, she wanted a new life for us. So even though maybe she didn't think that it would be that much of a culture shock, like she was willing to at least try. So I think, you know, that kind of, spurred her to try and make it work okay that's interesting so she yeah. met a guy that she was pretty committed to mm -hmm. and uh canada i mean i always like to joke a little bit america you know this kind of <laughs> yeah, idea yeah, that yeah. everyone's gonna go yeah, there yeah, like yeah. you know kind of uh like in the late 19th century escape the uh pogroms here or something yeah, and yeah. go to america uh but canada kind of has the same kind of feel to it and um you know it's interesting a lot of what you're describing and i wanted to see what you think nowadays but it's kind of a stereotype that I think for uh, maybe from guys from North America who are not really maybe haven't been to Ukraine and not really um, that knowledgeable about it yet mm -hmm. that they kind of buy into the stereotype that Ukrainian women uh, are desperate to leave you know awful Ukraine horrible yeah. Ukraine and to get to anywhere in in North America just to escape the, the grinding problem and they will use mm -hmm. a guy to get there now of course you do have green card girls, girls who just want a green card, like they go to the US and then they yeah. dump the guy straight away once they have it in their hand. Um, but nowadays, what, what do you think? You think that, I mean, you already described that you saw big changes even after 10 years. Uh, I guess that was the question and the title of the video, like would uh, you know, a, Ukrainian, um, a Ukrainian woman today be so willing to up sticks and move to rural Saskatchewan yeah. uh, like it was in the 1990s. Is there the same perception? What do you think? Because you obviously have friends and family still here. and Yeah, I, I mean, it's a very individual sort of question. Like, it depends what is your life already like here in Ukraine, yeah. right? Like, do you like, do you like your life here? Do you see opportunities here? Or like, what is it that you're trying to get out of life? Because I know there are still some Ukrainians that feel like, oh, you know, there's nothing here for me. I'd rather, you know, go somewhere else or something like that. But more and more, I think, you know, the younger generation is starting to choose to stay here because there are so many, you know, cool businesses that are opening up. There's more opportunities for, you know, different kinds of work. Like, obviously, during the Soviet Union, you were very confined yeah. to what you were able to do. So now that we are living in a more modern and cosmopolitan society, there's not as much, you know, need to step outside where you already are. Exactly. The, the economic situation has improved dramatically in, in most of the former Soviet Union yeah. compared to the 1990s. Yeah. The 1990s was kind of the, the, uh, the I guess, the low point. Yeah. <laughs> Economically for the region, social cohesion had also yeah. collapsed and it was a pretty um, desperate situation. Also, it's important to mention like the travel situation was very different. Like, yes, you couldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the Soviet Union weren't allowed to yeah, leave yeah. at all, right? You needed permission. And then afterwards, well, you needed visas, which were extremely hard basically yeah. to get, unless you were in a certain category of people that were allowed to move, like Germans in the former Soviet Union were allowed to move, Jews found it also easier to move, but you didn't fall into one of those two categories. Mm -hmm. Well, basically, you were kind of stuck in the former Soviet Union, whether yeah. you liked it or not. And nowadays, especially for Ukrainians, uh, not so much, it's a little bit harder for Russians and Belarusians and some of the others, but Ukrainians, they have visa-free to so many countries. They can go explore, they can, you know, go see Norway or go see uh, Germany or go to Dubai and check it out, see mm -hmm. if they like it there, maybe meet someone when they're, when they're traveling. Um, I also think that plays in a little bit to maybe 
why North America has lost a little bit of its luster uh, as attraction because you still need visas to go to Canada and yeah. to the US, but you don't need visas to go to all these other places. But you know what else mm -hmm. is different? What's definitely made a big difference is that, you know, 20 years ago when let's say the internet was just really starting to get going, there you still kind of just went off of word of mouth of what countries were like. And I think America above all other countries is especially good at marketing itself. Yes. Uncle Sam. <laughs> so, Again, America, yeah, the promised land. That's the thing. And so it's like people just had this picture of what America or Canada must be like without really seeing like, you know, maybe somebody else's firsthand experience like we do now uh, with all these different kinds of media where, you know, you can watch somebody's vlog or you can watch, you know, some kind of reality show, let's yeah. say 90 Day Fiance. Exactly. One of my favorite to, uh, yeah. to pick on and to uh, take, take, yeah. pick apart, you know, in terms of like the relationships and they see like, because yeah. that came up in the video, one of the episodes or one of the couples I reviewed that the mother of the, the American guy, she's just like, yeah, this Ukrainian girl, she wants to get here. Uh, and then my big concern is that she's using him. She was like, no, actually, I don't really want to live here. Uh, I actually want us to live in Europe when we have a child. Yeah. And then the mother was like terrified. Oh, God, she's going to take him away. Yeah. It's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to go to Europe just to see our grand yeah. grandchildren. Yeah, so. Yeah. No, it's like, I mean, there are, of course, amazing things about America, Canada. I, I think they're great countries, but I think there's this illusion that every single person from these countries is like super wealthy, yes. is like living in an amazing house, that you're going to have such a higher quality of living in these countries. And like that's not always the case. It really depends on usually what social class you're in in yep. these countries. And I think that kind of veneer that everybody is wealthy in the West, you know, having maybe grown up in Hollywood films, yes. it definitely. Uh, in my experience, Ukrainian women today definitely don't buy into that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They've probably been there and say, wow, there are actually a lot of crappy places in Germany or in Sweden, and not everybody as well. So they're a little bit more um, knowledgeable, I would say. Interesting, I had about two years ago, and this is why Saskatchewan is kind of, it's kind of, when I found out you were from Saskatchewan, I, I found it, it made something click in my brain because I actually had a consulting client, like it's over two years ago. And he was a chief in one of your First Nations. There are a lot of First Nations. I don't think it's, okay. I'm telling who he is if I just say it was a chief. Yeah, no, There's like no. almost a hundred. And uh, he contacted me because he had been talking online with a model mm -hmm. from, uh, from Moscow, I think originally. Red flag. Uh, yes, I mean, first of all, <laughs> I, I don't remember how old the guy was. And he was very nice on the phone when we were uh -huh. talking, but he was, you know, he was kind of a rural guy from Saskatchewan. Yeah. And he believed, because he's on one of these letter writing sites where he thought he was talking legitimately with this Instagram. I was probably about 23, 24, judging by the photos, was flying between uh, Dubai, Moscow, Maldives, and Monaco, uh, judging by her Instagram every month, right? And uh, he actually believed that she was looking for a good man to move out to rural Saskatchewan. And I don't know what he thought she was gonna do there. <laughs> like maybe farm, I mean, it was so ridiculous, yeah. right? The whole thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, obviously I had to explain to him, like uh, you do realize this kind of girl is never going to want to visit Saskatchewan, never yeah. mind live there, and never mind marry a guy who's 30 years older. She already has guys who are 30 years older in Moscow and Dubai who are willing to finance her lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of, from that point of view, like he really bought into the stereotype that Ukrainian Russian women are desperate to leave and they'll they'll marry some guy who's not attractive looking who's 30 years older than them to get to uh, to get to the West and I think 
that might have been the case for some of them back in the the 90s because yeah. right? they just believed right yeah they didn't know yeah. they didn't know <laughs> it's like uh, imagine you know being in such a you know difficult situation mm. as they had here and you get an opportunity to almost go to this like promised land like this yes. incredible place where everything's supposed to you know be much more stable you know you have so many opportunities i think most people would jump at that opportunity at that time at that time so mid 90s yeah mid-90s and today I don't know it's 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 really hard to say it's gonna be a lot less it'll be a lot less I think there are some people especially in this like Gen Z generation you could say that I think some of them just because I think the Western mentality is infiltrating to a certain extent that maybe they aren't happy you know with just the way you know certain things are run here or the certain kind of mentality that they have here that they might want to go to the West because they want to be around you know those okay. more liberal beliefs I could see that being a draw for some people but uh, for people who are maybe like more conservative and who have a more like traditional mindset that has been here for such a long time why would they go to Canada or America like that would be going to the exact opposite, <laughs> opposite of, especially yeah, Canada yeah, yeah. maybe not in rural Saskatchewan but yeah, uh, yeah. but in general to go to Canada or America yeah. to California New York well then it would be moving from somewhere that's more conservative yeah. uh, politically or maybe uh, socially to somewhere yeah. that's a lot more liberal where they probably would would struggle to fit in um, yeah. so so they actually would be better off uh, staying here yeah, I think that's pretty much answers our question. It's a lot less likely that a Ukrainian yes. girl in 2021 yes. is going to up sticks and move to rural Saskatchewan. No. Uh, yeah, the value of that is definitely a lot lower than it was. Still possible, of course, if you read the right person. I think a lot of women, if they, they like the guy and they obviously understand that it's rural Saskatchewan, that is the lifestyle that would be uh, afforded to them if they got married and moved there. Mm-hmm. I always say that for most guys, uh, if they can manage their business remotely and the revenue streams they're probably better off actually moving here uh, in reality what do you think of that what do you think of maybe the little bit of the reverse Mm -hmm. uh, immigration instead of an immigration now we have immigration from the west yeah have you noticed much of that here in kiev Sure. Have you considered yourself uh, a reverse uh, <laughs> immigration back, back in? <laughs> well, honestly, I'm surprised how much more time I have been like just spending here. I didn't plan to actually come back basically every year for the last while. I don't know if I ever would like fully move here. There's not actually anywhere that I'm really set on right now. But I'm surprised how much I do enjoy coming back because things have changed, you know, so much for the better. And it is nice because even like this trip, I've met, you know, so many like friends and, you know, fellow YouTubers. And it's been nice to, you know, have that taste of the West of like foreigners coming here, but still being in my own culture. Because the issue for me before is like, if I moved here, I just really have my family and I'd have to make a whole new, uh, you know, social group. But when you have so many more people coming through here and some people even deciding to live here that makes it much better for me personally and I've definitely seen an increase of foreigners who are choosing to come and live here yeah and it's not just I mean obviously my channel is guys that watch it almost exclusively because that's who I tailor it for but yesterday I was walking around and there was like a group of young Italian girls Mm. uh, speaking it I was like you know three years ago four years ago in Kiev if I saw a bunch of you know Italian girls in their 20s, I probably would have stopped them and said, girls, what, what happened? What <laughs> How did you end up here? And I actually did that <laughs> yeah. once in the airport in Boraspol. I saw two British girls um, and they could speak some Russian. I was like so amazed. I went over and they told me they've been studying Russian in somewhere in Russian. They were just on a connection back. But that was the only time in like 
four or five years, I actually met girls from the West who were spending a lot of time here and actually learned the language and everything. And I see that, like here, if you hang out at the hipster places, you're going to meet a lot of not just um, Western guys, but also quite a few Western girls. So definitely uh, things are changing. And you kind of hit the nail on the head about one of the big issues is like social circle. Um, when you move to a new place, and obviously because you, you, you speak uh, Russian um, already, with your mom, you, you're obviously a native speaker, for you it would be a lot easier, right? You come here, you already know the language, you can, you also speak fluent English, you're from Canada, so you can relate to both. And I think it would be, yeah, pretty, a lot easier for you to make, make that social circle pretty quickly. But that's actually from guys who I have as clients who move here. That's one of the biggest barriers that they actually face and they don't really consider it so yeah. much. They think, a lot of them, because they're guys, they think, oh, I'm going to go out on lots of dates all That's the time. That's all they think about. Yeah, yeah. and I'm going to be like, listen, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. how pretty the girls, how interesting they are. Yeah. After three months and a hundred dates or whatever, it's, it's going to get boring talking totally. to chicks, believe me, totally. you know, who are, yeah. you're, you're romantically interested. You need yeah. a, like, a bunch of that. friends. So. Uh, I think that's one of the big challenges and definitely if you can speak the language, I think that just makes it a lot easier and step out of that kind of tourist box. I'm going to put all of Alina's links down below in the description to this video. It was fun having you on, it's fun hanging out with you as well. We had some good conversations already and we're going to now do a video together for your channel which is going to be probably a little bit more controversial I think <laughs> judging by the, the, the list of questions I saw but I'm looking forward to it and uh, yeah, let me know down below also in the comments what you think would. Ukrainian girls not just move to rural Saskatchewan but just move to the west in general what do you think do you still buy into um, the kind of stereotype that I think is propagated an awful lot by dodgy marriage agencies where they have an interest in telling these foreign guys yes they all want to leave with a good man from the west and go to liberal America which is a bit of a paradox right and escape Ukraine and um, the so-called poverty and terrible situation here uh, let me know about your experiences and drop a comment down below and I will see you in the very next video Dopobachna, disvidania. Bye bye from Kiev, Ukraine. Ciao. Sar experience.